Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, good evening, everybody. We're giving honor to God, Jesus, and to the Holy Ghost, thanking and praising Him for His goodness and mercy. Our topic tonight is going to be from Hebrews chapter 11, and it's all about faith. But before we begin to talk about it, I'd like to open with a prayer. So I'm going to ask each of you to bow your heads with me as we go before the throne of God. Father God, in the precious name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, we come before thee as humbly as we know. First, asking that thou wouldst forgive us for anything that we've done which was displeasing in thy sight. And then, God, I'm going to ask that you will look upon the panel members tonight, God, and that you will use them in an extraordinary way tonight, God, that they will be able to reach out in the teaching to give people answers that are listening, God to help them deal with situations that are in their lives and circumstances that have come up. We pray right now, God, that you would have your way, that your spirit would descend down in each of us into the listening audience, God, that they may receive some word, something that will give them hope and to endure in this walk of faith. In the precious name of Jesus, we thank you and we say amen. Amen, amen, hallelujah, God. This is one of my favorite chapters, Hebrews chapter 11, and I love the fact of how it emphasizes faith. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, and then I'm going to explain, and we'll ask the panel members in parts of this that they are familiar with that they would like to uh, speak of then um, we're going to discuss it. And anybody that should have questions, if you want to ask a question, feel free to ask. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This scripture right here tells us that we cannot see faith. It is not something that is seen with the natural eye, but it's a gut feeling down on the inside that makes you persevere whether you see, feel, or hear, but knowing deep in your heart with that connection to God that there is nothing impossible with God. And just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. For it, for by it the elders obtained a good work. They endured, they persevered, they did all that God said for them to do without seeing the outcome of his request. But because they were faithful and they stood by faith, they obtained this good report from God. It's not man that we look for the report from, but we're looking unto God to give us the report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We know that when the earth was created and the heavens and all, God spoke it into existence. It wasn't like today we go out and we want a house or we want to feel that we have to plan it, but God spoke it and it became a reality. Mm-hmm. And then it tells us that the worlds were formed, framed by God so that things which we seen, which are seen, were not made of things which do appear. We think when we go outside and we see the landscape, the rocks and all, that somewhere or another man had his hand in creating that. But that's not this. This is all the magnificence of God's power and his glory, shaping the mountainsides and shaping the uh, tree. Tr- <coughs> I'm sorry, shaping the trees and being able to communicate with all things. It's all through the power of God. 
So here it tells us that it's not things which do appear, but by faith, Abel, Abel was a brother, and he offered a sacrifice unto God that was more excellent than that of his brother, Cain. The reason it said it was more excellent, Abel went and picked out the very best of the fruit that he had. Those that were not blemished, there was no spoil, there was nothing that caused it to smell outside of his normal smell, but he went and searched through the garden and he found the best of everything. Then he cleaned it up and presented it unto God. Well, Cain just went and got something and bought it and gave it unto God. And because he was not willing to make an effort, faith called comes with an effort. It's a purpose. It's a reasoning why we must believe. We can't just say, okay, faith said this is going to be there and leave it there. You've got to put it into action. No matter what comes up, what causes you to be tossed this way and that way, you got to stand firm on the Word of God. you got to believe that God is God. Just because you can't see Him don't mean He's not there. Just because you don't hear Him all the time doesn't mean He's not there. This is where faith comes into play. <coughs> then it talks about Hallelujah God, which obtained a witness that He was righteous. Abel was righteous. God testifying of His gifts, and by it, he being dead yet speaketh. When something happens to us and it's not the will of God, whether we see it or not, somebody knows about it. And it's going to be, God is going to get the revenge on that situation. Here there were two brothers. They each had equal to whatever God had given unto them. One had the harvest, the other one was working, he had the same thing, the same opportunity to search through the best and give to God. But he didn't do that. He just picked up some fruit and gave it to God. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not death and was not found. That's the way we're going to be when the rapture comes. God is going to transfigure us right up into the air and we're going to meet him. Because God had translated him before the translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. That's all God wants of us, to live holy, to live according to his word, to keep his commandments, to obey him, to live righteous and holy before him, that he may use us at any given time. This is what happened with his servant. He proved himself to be faithful. So God was so pleased at him, he never even tasted of death. But God called him to be with him. By, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, nor being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear, prepared an ox to the saving of his house, by the which the saving by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of a righteousness which is by faith. Now God told Noah what to do, but Noah could have said, Well, you know, God, I don't know what you told me to do. I mean, I know what you told me, I know the measurements that you gave me, but how in the world am I going to build this ark? Nobody going to come in. The animals ain't going to come. What's going to happen, God? But he didn't do that. He trusted in his Savior. He trusted in the Creator. That if God told him to do this and not to worry about gathering the animals, that they will come on their own, he had to believe. The reason it's so important to believe by faith is that Faith can't be touched. It's not a tangible thing. God can't be touched. It's not a tangible, he's not a tangible God as we touch one another. 
But the same essence as faith is, is God, because they're both spirits. You can't believe unless God gives you the word to teach you how to believe, which comes through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is our anchor. When we don't want to believe, it tells us to believe. When we don't have faith, it reassures us that there's nothing impossible with God, that all things are possible. And just like it's telling here, which is sort of like a history of the men and women of God and how they endured and how they held out, there are going to be times in our lives that we're going to be required to hold steadfast with faith. And in holding fast, you can't let anything wear it. You're not always going to see the end of the promise. But by the word of God, it shall come pass. Because God said he cannot lie, and his word does not return unto him void. By faith, he sojourned in a land of promises and in a strange country. That's just like us. We're in a land of promise. This is a strange country to us. We're just here as pilgrims, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And that's where we are right now. We're looking for the promises of God, looking for what God has instructed us to do to be fulfilled because we believe him to be the creator of all things. And if he's the creator of all things, there is nothing impossible for him to do. Now, I'm going to let someone else take over starting at 11. Hello? Hello? Chapter uh, verse 11. Okay, through faith. Sarah also, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Um, in reading about Sarah, we found out that she was, was it Sarah's, uh, not 100 years old? No, 99. Well, she was past the age of of uh, pregnancy, of having a baby, but through faith. This is where God was saying, was there anything too hard for God when Sarah had laughed? And she said she hadn't laughed because she thought at one time that it was impossible, you know, for her to have a baby being past age. But it was proved, you know, through faith. You know, she had to be given that faith to see what God could do because God said, is there anything too hard for him, you know, to do or, you know, to uh, give her the child? And Abraham, he believed God, you know, in what God was saying, even though he felt that, you know, they were too old also, you know. But God gave them that faith, you know, to believe so that they saw that what God said was true. Okay. Um, I want to add... Um, also, I would um looking at the same verse, Mother Judy. Um, um, it says, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength. So Sarah um, uh, received something. She received strength. And yeah. um, so she had faith. She believed. She trusted God. She had hope in God. And, um, and I'm so glad that faith and hope goes together. Right. And it's a firm persuasion that whatever God has promised, that thing is going to come to pass. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Sarah, Sarah believed God. And the same thing for our situations. God has, has made us many promises. Uh, we're looking to that great expectation day. And we know that God's going to do it. That's why he said, now faith, you've got to wait on God. If not, things are not done according to our timing. Things are not done according to our season, according to when or how we should have it. But we know that if we have faith, we have hope, we have belief, we have trust, we know that God is going to do exactly what he has said that he's going to do. 
and maybe some some of you out there may have been waiting for God to do different things for you, but you have to have the faith, the firm grip of hope, knowing that God, if God promised it, God's going to do it. Like Mother Judy has said, that there are impossible situations with the human eye, but God's got his hands on it. God's going to do it within his time. It might look impossible to you, but through your faith and through the eyes of God, God will give you that joy, that unspeakable joy, that while you wait on him, you're not going to be sad. You're not going to be disheartened because you got faith. And that grips you in God, that gives you a stronghold in Him, that if God said it, I know it's going to come to pass. It's not too late, even though Sarah was past age, but God is God. God is the Creator. He does whatever He wants to do. And um, and I thank God for that. I'm, I'm, I'm done. just wanted to add that little bit. And also, uh, in mind first thing that came to my mind is what is faith? And how can you be sure that you have faith? You got to believe that God can do all things according to his righteousness. That is faith. A lot of people put their trust in that person and this person because some people make it very make the relationship with God sound so impossible or difficult. You just have to understand and believe and obey the word has been given that has been given to you. But we walk not by uh, by faith, but not <clears throat> but we walk by faith, but not by sight. Because a lot of people want to see things, and they don't see things, they they don't believe things. But like when you put your trust in God in the fullness, regardless of how how bad you're going through, for there is only one God and one mentor between God and the men. And man, and that the man, and that man is Jesus Christ. When you put your trust in Jesus Christ, the first thing you have to do, you must have the faith as a little grain of a mustard seed. You know how small a mustard seed is, but 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 the more you uh, mustard seed, the more it stays, the more it grows, and it grows into the, you shall be within this. It'll be to the point where you say, God, you said it, and I believe it. I can move a mountain. God, you said, I'm standing on your word, God. God, I know that all things through you are, are possible because the enemy wants to try you to make sure that you don't believe in God. When you believe, and when you say like Sarah, she's a woman past age, and, but they believe in their heart because God said it. God said that, that it would happen. And, and also, when Moses, by faith, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw that he saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's demand. And that's what we gotta do. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused he refused to be called Pharaoh's daughter, child, because he knew that God was in his life. And I and I just want to thank God each and every time because God is so good. God has been good to all of us, and we are standing on his promise, but we have, have, have not seen him far off. Because we got to make our mind and be assured that God will move in our life and God will do everything that's needed. And we just want to thank God because this is a touchy situation and a touchy topic. People don't believe that God can do it. But this is the time now that we have to reach out on faith, that we have to reach out and believe that God can do it, that God can move, he can open every door and do everything that's needed in our lives. Okay, I want to go back up to um, the 13th verse, and I appreciate what um, Mother Judy and our evangelist Jane has said about Sarah being old and in... Um, did not have the strength even to come together with her husband, but God through his spirit gave her strength. And then Abraham being as old as he was, God said in his word he was as good as dead. But God came in and planted, giving them strength. 
planted strength in each one of them that they could come together and that this child could be conceived. <clears throat> then it says, after this, these, all these died in faith. Only Sarah and uh, Noah got to see, Sarah got to see, Abraham got to see what God had promised in the beginning of the product, but they didn't see the end of it. They received the promises, but having seen them from afar off and were persuaded of them, because they saw them afar off, they could believe that it was going to happen. It made a path for us to follow, that no matter what comes up in our lives, just because it's not here right now doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And then it said he embraced them and confused, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And that's exactly what we are. We're on the earth, but we're not a part of the world. In other words, we believe in the will of God and the Spirit, and God teaches us how we should live, but we have to obey the laws of the land. But we're only here for a season if we follow the instructions of God and live by faith. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And that's what we're doing. We're looking towards heaven, right? And truly, if they were had been mindful of the country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Isn't that just like God? He gives us everything that we need, provides for us, encourages us to continue to dwell in faith, to reach out for the impossible situations, but to first put him first. Let him be our guide in light. Let him be the one that instructs us through the, the Holy Spirit. Let him teach us what we need to be taught, that our faith will grow daily and we won't so easily be swayed. This particular book, um, chapter of Hebrews, talks of a stream faith. Believers that couldn't be shaken by what God had told them. So I'm going to let someone else talk because I'm doing a bit of a lot of talking. So, Mother Jameson, you want to finish what you were saying? Uh, on Sarah. Or where uh, you want to start there? Or yeah, let me go on down then. Okay. Now, you were at, how do you say? Um, I now at, they do on 16. Is that where you're talking about starting at 16, right? Uh, but now they okay. But now they desire a better country, that is a heavenly country, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He had, prepa- he had prepared for them a for them a city, meaning a heavenly, a heavenly city, a better place for them. You know, so uh, uh, um, she was. How can uh, um? Oh my goodness. A better country that is a heavenly country for them, whereby God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. He was um, by faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. I'm going to say because he believed God. He knew that God, hallelujah, Jesus, God had promised him a son. And when he offered up that son, he knew what God, he was, how can I? You don't go ahead on. Right. I, I see what, you know, I see it. Abraham. You know, but uh, just like you were explaining about the, uh, about the faith, uh, a faith that was unshaken, a faith that, they knew what God was going to do, you know. If God said it, he was going to do it. If God said he's going to fix it, he's going to fix it. You know, work it out. Whatever he's going to, you know, do, God has a way, you know. So uh, it looked maybe to Isaac as if his father, you know, where's the, where, 
uh, uh, was the sacrifice when he asked his father. He said, well, God will prepare. You know, God has a way. You know, God will prepare it. Oh, God has a way. I forgot how he said, good God. Mm-hmm. But it also takes right here, this particular verse right here. Okay. Oh. Abraham, okay, you want me to go ahead and read it? By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he had received the promises offered up, uh, offered up his only begotten son. He had already received the promises of God. God had already promised him what he was going to do. Of whom he, of whom it was said that an Isaac shall thy seed be called. So he knew that God had already promised, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Uh, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Does anybody else want to go on? Uh, I wanted to go back to verse number 17. Okay. By faith, Abraham, and you know, and like we said earlier, by faith, by that belief, by that trust, by that confidence, by that great love that he had in God. He didn't question God. He did exactly what God wanted him to do. It was a test for him because it said he was tried. He could have said no. He could have done it like he did, and he could have not, not could not have done it. So, and he did it, and he offered up his only, his 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 only son Isaac, and because he had received the promises, and he up he he offered his up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up and even from the dead from which also he received him in a figure by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come by faith Jacob when he was dying blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning upon the top of the stamp. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Did anybody want to expound on that? Amen. Right here, um, Moses realizes that sure his mother had sacrificed everything to hide him for those three months and when he became true lord she made sure that he was in a place where he would not be killed they knew that uh pharaoh wouldn't kill his own daughter's child so not only did they make arrangements for moses but they also had the sister to follow him as he floated down the creek and when the lady took him, the Pharaoh's daughter took him out of the water and that basket, then she asked if she need a Hebrew woman to nurse him. So not only did she give her son up, but she also nursed him until he was of age. And she had some influence in his life for a season. When um, you do the breastfeeding with a baby, there's a connection there that's not with children that are not breastfeed, a closeness, and that's what she had given him, so that when later times came and he actually got to see his mother and learn where and who he was, it was not hard for him to separate from teachings of Pharaoh's daughter and to cleave people of God. And uh, back when it says, uh, by faith, jo Jacob, when he was dying, blessed the sons both the sons of Joseph, it's just tradition because, see, uh, 
he was to receive the promise anyway. So Jacob, in this instance, was like the head, and he was passing the blessing down. And that's how the people of God do, and the people of the world. They pass down generations of wealth and teaching so that when their child becomes of age, they'll know exactly what and how they got where they are. But today we don't do that as much as we used to because now children are going wild and doing things that they want to do, not affecting parents. But God, by faith, can be changed. If those that are called would humble themselves and pray that he would heal the land. But we haven't got to that stage yet. So we're going to go on and saying, here Moses, after learning that he was a Hebrew, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. Now his eyes had been opened. He knew the lifestyle he was living was a sinful life, and he chose, which is the same thing we do, we choose to believe that God is God. We choose to give our life to God. We choose to obey Him because it is the right thing once you've given your life to God and the Holy Ghost comes in. It teaches you what you should do. And then going on, it says, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He knew that that wealth was not going to get him in a good place with God. He had to give up everything and start anew. And as you're reading these scriptures, you'll see how they paralyze with the life of Jesus Christ. Because um, Abraham, his only begotten son, was Jesus, God's only begotten son. And then we see where there's a situation where he was wealthy, and he asked the rich man to give up his wealth and follow him, but they could not do that. Here, Moses gives up everything he has to follow Christ. Now, someone else take 27. Um, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hallelujah, God. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. And this is where, um, uh, when they were leaving Egypt, when God had told them to put the uh, uh, blood on the doorposts, the blood of the lambs on the doorposts, so that the, uh, when the wrath of God was passing over the Egyptians, passing uh, would pass over them so that it wouldn't kill their firstborn. Okay. Uh, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover, the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned. And right, near, right here, I'm going to ask our evangelist, Jane, to take 30, 32 through 40. Okay. Jane? Yes. Jane? Yes. 30, and, and, what, and what shall I more say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson, son, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel and other prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms. And this, God is just telling us that, you know, the, the ingredient that we need tonight, we just need faith. Mm -hmm. we, faith is, is an ingredient that we have to have to overcome and to walk and to embrace and to see. You, know, you may not ever see, but to feel and you just know, have that confidence. I'm going on. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Your deadly situation, your dangerous situation, 
things that want to eat you up, desire to tear you to pieces, just have faith. Want to take away your hope, take away your joy, take away your love. Just have faith in God. Quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Wax valiant in fight. Turn to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yeah, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. And it talked about the things that the people of God had gone through, but they had faith. They had faith in God that knowing that if you go through these things, you go through your situations, you keep your focus, you keep your eyes on God, um, God will will we'll see you through it all, no matter what that situation is tonight, no matter what comes against you. He said he's more than the world against you. He will keep you, and he said no evil shall come nigh your dwelling. He will keep your mind and your heart in perfect peace, even in your time of weakness, even in your time of distress, even in your time of perplexities. God will keep you. He will keep you in perfect peace. Just keep your heart and your mind stayed on Jesus Christ. You might feel tortured. You might feel disappointed. No matter what that situation is tonight, you must know through the Word of God and through God's Word that God did not leave his old patriots. Um, if, if you read it, Hebrews 11, he did not leave them. He, 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 you, you just keep the faith. God did not leave them. Amen. And I want to go back up to 31 to explain a few things. See, we all believe, most people believe only a Christian has faith. But that's not true. All God's people, all creations of God, all people created by God have faith. Because in the 30th chapter, it says by, in 30th verse, it says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down. God told them to march around the walls, to just march around praising him. And because of that, their faith caused the walls to come down. And then it talks about Rahab. She was a harlot. Yes. But she believed if she would help the people of God, that God would remember this good that she had done and spare her family. And they were spared. And then it comes down to he shut the mouths of lions. Yes. Daniel in the lion's den. He went. He was thrown in the den for and persecuted because of his love and his obedience to God. So they threw him in the lion's den, and they made sure the lions were very hungry at the time. But because Daniel believed his God would not cause him to die, or if he did, it was still okay with him because he believed the impossible. And he knew as long as he was doing the perfected will of God, that God would protect him. It said, quench the violence of the fire, escape the edge of a sword. The Hebrew boys were thrown into a fire that was heated seven times what it normally is. And they survived because Jesus came and stood in the midst to protect them. And that's what it means by quenching the violence of the fire. And then it goes on to say about here a little further down, women received their dead raised. That's when Jesus went down into the graves, wrestled with Satan, and took the keys from the grave that those people would rise up and have an opportunity to redemption. So then um, these people were dead, had been dead for years. But God, through the faith of Jesus Christ and the promise of God, he raised those people up. And they walked around with their loved ones as if they had been alive all along. And then others trials of cruel mockings. That's Peter. That's John. That's uh, Saul, all of these people, because of their belief and their faith in Jesus Christ, were persecuted. And we're going to be persecuted for the same things. But we must realize, just as they did, 
that it is a faith that takes you through these things. And then they talked about one that was stoned. They were talking about Stephen. And Paul had a part in the stone, and Saul at the time had a part in the stone. Through that, God began to deal with him and changed his name, and he became a born-again Christian and became a great missionary for God. Then it talks of whom the world was not worthy. Jesus Christ, that's a wandering in the desert. That's John the Baptist in the mountains and in the dens and caves of the earth. And all these things, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. They didn't see the promise. Some of them never got to see the Messiah. That's true. Some of them never got to see his resurrection. <coughs> and some of them never experienced the Holy Ghost until he went down in the grave in the arms of Abraham and took them up out of the pits of hell. And they were born again, walking among their own people. They received them. God had provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. The bottom line, without faith, without believing in God, without trusting God, and um, like I said before, to begin to learn to trust God don't mean you can't, you're not a sinner, because there's a point of God in every creature that he created. Right. There's a part of us that connects to God, and it pulls on us. How do you think we wind up in church and we don't know how we got there? Go ahead. You think we wind up at a program and that person singles us out to give us a word from God? Yes, Lord. How do you figure we learn to sing miraculously like the angels of God and we don't have a part of God inside of us? Yes. This is all faith. You can sing, you believe, you can do the best, you can be the best singer. It's the same way with God. You believe in God, you believe you can be the best saint, you believe you can do the things that God has instructed you to do, you can endure the tests and the trials, and whether you see it or not, you're going to stand because the Word of God says the evidence of faith. Faith is the evidence of things And these people, having good reports, did not see the promise. They didn't see Jesus. They didn't see the resurrection. They didn't. They were told of the resurrection and told of the dead being raised. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. All these things showed us that Jesus actually became the living Bible, the living Word. Amen. Everything that He went through here on earth was the same thing that people of God had gone through before the Holy Ghost came on the scene. Amen. And knowing that they could not survive, God sent us the Holy Ghost, which is the key element to all faith. Anyone else have anything to say? I can say, my brother, count it all joy. When ye fall into a divers temptation, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And these the people that in this eleven chapters, they went through all trials, all tribulations, but they didn't let nothing waver them. They stood strong on the word of God and they believed in their heart, living or died, that God would come through and God would answer everything that was meant for them that everything that all trials and everything that they had God they have made up in that mind that God is the one that can do all he can save save by hope but hope that is seen is not hope if you can see if they could see they didn't see that God could do it but they believed in his hope 
They believed that God would come in and God stood there. And these people, we have the precious gift of the Holy Ghost now. We have the Holy Ghost something that will lead and guide us and show us what they need to be done. And they stood out just by faith and in the hope that God said that it would do, God would do it, and they believed. The key in faith is to believe. When you believe that God can do anything in your life, you're going to go forth. Nobody can shake your mind or shake your thought. When you got saved and God and God saved you and moved into your life, you knew that you were saved. You What nobody could tell you, it was in your heart. Your heart was broke up and you loved God. That's the way those people are. They love God. They have to have that love for God. When you have the love for God, that's when God can come in. God can use you. He, he don't do no more in the older days as they do now. Nothing is new under the sun. And all we have to do is let our faith go tonight. That our faith will stand strong. That we will be a light. Because like like the people of old, somebody looking on you. Somebody see the trials and everything that you're going through. But they're saying, Lord, this young man, and this young lady is going through. She has to have the faith of God. That she can stand and let God come in his or her life. She has to have the faith. Because I know the way that person was. And God has cleaned them up. And I can see. See the new and said, I can see where God is moving their life, and God, that God said, God, give me that same faith, that same hope to believe that the men and the women of old stood on your word when it seemed impossible through the man of, through the men of them, but God came in and did everything. Because you can see, most of us wasn't worth nothing. It wasn't worth a dime. We were drunks. We were whoremongers. Oh, we were full-blooded sinners. But when God came in and cleaned us up, he gave us a new hope and a new press to go all the way. And when he came in, we were reaching out on his faith. And we believe in today that faith can do everything that's needed in our life. And we're telling you today, let your faith go. Let your faith Stand up. If a, your child is taking you through, give it to God and believe that God's faith, through the faith of God and through you, I said to myself, God, I done did everything I can do, but I leave it in your hand. And I left it in God's hand, and I left it alone, and God saw the faith in me, and faith has moved mountains. Amen. Anybody else have anything they want to say? I just say, let God have it all. You learn from the old patriots what God, what God did for them, and it's a reference for us to do as God wants us to do. And you believing in God, knowing that God, there's nothing that He can't do, because He is God. And I can see situations today where God is still working miracles, still performing healings, and opening doors of the prison to release our black men and women and giving them a second chance because they've decided to walk according to the will of God. It doesn't matter where you are, what has happened in your life, what situations seemingly to others are overwhelming to you, but you are yet standing and believing in the promise of God. If God say he's going to do something, he's going to do it. If it doesn't happen in your generation, it's going to happen down in the generations to come. Amen. The people of God must realize we walk not by uh, flesh and blood, but we must walk right. with the Spirit or else we cannot communicate That's with God. Right. God does not deal with the flesh of mankind, even though we're in the human body. He seeks out that spiritual part of us to connect with, and that's the beginning of knowing faith. Once you, God touches you and you see what is happening in your life, you begin to want more and more of it. I've seen situations watching um, programs on TV where children with cerebral palsy were completely healed. There was this young lady that had a two-month-old baby that had been abused as a babysitter and had been in a coma for six months. And God opened the baby's eyes, and the baby was in a sound mind. 
You can't tell me people don't have faith here today okay. like the faith they had in the old days. We okay. must realize that God does not change, and the same faith okay. that was back in that time is yeah. here. We just need to exercise that faith and allow God to do that which is required in each of our lives that the promises may come to pass. Anyone else have anything to say? Well, I'm going to ask uh, Mother Jameson if she would close us out in prayer. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight, to being a part of this panel member. I pray that God will bless you, that he will touch your hearts, and that your faith will ever be endowed, that whatever it is that you have asked of God according to his will will be performed in your life. Mother Jameson. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we are allowed to come before your holy throne of grace, Father God, to thank you for this great program tonight that you presented in all of us, God, how you've used your children tonight, Father God. Thank you, Father, for the victory that you've given to us, Lord God, and the victory that you're giving to us to come, Lord. Every day a victory, Master God. Every day, Lord God, of knowing that whatever you say, Lord God, you say it, Lord God. Whatever you say goes, whatever you fix it is fixed, and whatever you work out is already worked out because nothing, hallelujah, God, nothing, hallelujah, the impossible is always done through you. Thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. We want to thank you all for joining us tonight. The of God be great in your life, be understanding of his word, be fulfilled in each of you. Amen, amen. Good night. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.